Welcome to the One Last Sketch Podcast, a show dedicated to science fiction, fantasy, and history. I'm not dignifying today's episode with an episode number, because we just watched <laughs> Dracula Untold! Oh my god, <laughs> uh, Yeah. They hate me now. Yeah, so yes. why don't we start with the story of why we went and saw this piece of crap. Yeah, Marie, um, care to fill first, us in? First of all, let's introduce ourselves to people who don't listen to this podcast regularly, but really want to hear a review of Dracula Untold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael. I'm Corey. And I'm Marie. And Marie made us watch this movie. Um, you know, I'd like to say that made is too strong a word, but I totally did. <laughs> um... I don't know, sadomasochism, maybe? There I saw must the... be reasons. We demand reasons. <laughs> uh, I saw the preview and I said, that looks amazing. It's all sorts of awful ways. Uh, so? Yeah. It was bad. It yeah. was really... We'll just get that right out of the way. This is terrible. It's, I felt yeah. dumber for watching L- it. Literally on every conceivable level. Badly written, badly directed... Badly acted. I think there was maybe one or two moments where it seemed like the actors knew what they were doing. Charles Dance. Really Charles, terrible yeah. editing, and you could tell that there was a lot of script that ended up on the cutting room floor mm-hmm. because the continuity in this movie is awful. How did they get down the stairs so quickly? <laughs> Let's put it this way. I'm looking forward to the CinemaSins version on YouTube more than I looked forward to this film. Mm-hmm. And for podcast listeners... I'm looking forward to the Flophouse episode. <laughs> and I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's this movie about, folks? Well, yeah, just sorry, sorry, before we get into what it's about, like, Marie's point of having a great time, I don't get that. Like, I, I can't enjoy movies ironically. Like, I, I mean, I laugh my... There's no irony. You know, I laugh my ass off the entire time because it was that bad, but that's not from a sense of enjoyment. <laughs> I think we might have pissed off a few people in the theater because I couldn't stop laughing. You were giggling the whole way through. <laughs> I mean, I kept going <laughs> at various points. Yeah. Um. So there's no irony. I just enjoy watching foolish things happening, which is probably a good thing since I'm a medical student. Okay. Hey, what? my water's boiled. I'm going to make some tea. Corey, Corey, what's this movie about? <laughs> That is an excellent question. When I know, um, okay, jokes aside, um, kind of pseudo composite. Okay, let's get this out of the way first of all. There's no actual history. They, I think, they're trying to pretend or grasping at straws that it's supposed to be pseudo historical. It's not. You've got a character who's kind of this like pseudo composite of Vlad the Impaler. In that he impaled people, but apparently did it for good reasons and wasn't a horrible bastard. Which, okay, Vlad the Impaler had his reasons. Still a horrible bastard. Can you use the word pseudo more times? <laughs> I could try. Yeah. So we're not you, editing. Keep this on. Yeah, if you haven't gathered from our earlier descriptions about this, it is supposed to be the origin story of Dracula. This Dracula the Vampire. This origin story, not taken from anything in Bram Stoker, but from the first five minutes of Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula movie, except it's not nearly as awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I still need to see the um, Francis Ford Coppola version. I really want to, it just hasn't gotten around to it. And now you have something to compare it to as a worse vampire movie. I do have something to compare it to as a worse vampire movie, yes. Uh, Yeah, so we have... 
Dracula unvampired at the beginning. Yeah. It's just Dracula. Starts as a human. His kingdom is threatened. He basically makes a deal with the devil to become a vampire and save it. That, the that, devil that, being Charles Dance. I mean, that, that's <laughs> totally <laughs> unrecognizable as Charles Dance underneath that makeup. That's the plot in a nutshell. The rest of it's just padding and filler, really. Oh, yes. and there's Turks. We should sort mention of. that because this is important. <laughs> uh, they call them Turks um, again. Eyeliner. Yeah, if this would if this had actually gone for any real historical kind of basis, yes, the Turks did invade Transylvania a number of times. Um, these are not real Turks. These are very much fantasy, horribly racist interpretations of what Turkish people supposedly look like. Interpretations. <laughs> I, I just yeah, I, I can't even begin to get into how bad the Orientalism on this was. Yeah, if we're gonna talk about history in this, I mean, Vlad Tepes existed. He he impaled a lot he of people. Was indeed, he did indeed spend his youth in the Sultan with the Sultan, uh, training with the Turks and fighting for them, and then fighting against them later on. And he impaled people. That's it for historical basis, as far as yeah. I can tell. Besides that, uh, Janissaries were a thing. The Turkish army did indeed draft young boys from across the empire to fight as a special corps of troops. But at the same time, the movie acts like that's something special. Yeah. Like, they're not the first <laughs> army in history, and they certainly weren't the last to do that kind of thing. It's, it's very much built that this is such a terrible and awful thing, which it was, but... I don't think you needed to make the Turks quite the caricatures that they are in this film because they're leering at everyone. They basically got rapeyes the entire film when they're the on diplomatic missions. The guy with the like, weirdo ponytail thing? The guy from Vikings? Ah. Yeah, there, there, there's this weird red-headed Viking-looking guy who is supposedly a Turkish soldier. Now, he's like the head Janissary, and he has... Swords that nobody's ever wielded in the history of mankind. They're Klingon weapons. Yeah, they, they look a lot like Klingon weapons, actually. That's what I see. Fun side note. Um, a number of years ago, I believe it was the magazine or the uh, Western Journal of Martial Arts or maybe Kung Fu magazine or just a martial arts publication actually took the time to play with one of the Klingon battlefs, it's the crazy curved U-shaped thing, and determined that it is in fact a viable weapon. It sure Still never used by one of the Yanchari. No. <laughs> um, I think the yeah. biggest problem with this movie it really starts with the premise. I mean, it's an origin story for Dracula, and it takes itself seriously. Well, You want to know the origin of Dracula? Bram Stoker made him up. There's no historical basis for the figure. Like, let's get that perfectly clear. I mean, sure, he may have been inspired by some horrible things some really nasty people had done. There is no historic basis, though. Yeah, we don't even know if Dracula was actually inspired by Vlad the Impaler. Mm. <laughs> interestingly, um, or not interestingly at all, the premise is not actually a terrible idea. Yeah. of this film. It could have worked. It's just, uh, just executed. I, it I, yeah, I am awesome. totally down with a 15th century supernatural vampire movie. You know, I'll give you guys that one. I think with with the actual right people working on it, with you know a better director, a much better script, even with, you know, I don't even think the actors in the film, except for maybe the kid, 
held it back that badly. I just think yeah. none of the actors in this movie were bad. They just they there wasn't not. much to work with. Yeah, they there. weren't great, yeah. but they weren't awful. I think I think that same group of actors with a good script to work with and a better director it would have been pretty good. Especially Charles Dance. Yeah. <laughs> Who is completely wasted in this movie because yeah. he's on screen for all of ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a second, I thought you meant wasted the way we're getting right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I am DD. <sighs> so, I, I'm going to bring up what is possibly the dumbest thing that happens in this film, just to give you a taste of the screenwriting that we have on display. The Sultan decides that because his soldiers are getting afraid of stories of Dracula superpowers, because he's a superhero in this movie, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. That he will blindfold his soldiers because they can't be afraid of what they can't see. Which is, for one thing, doesn't make any friggin' sense because you can be afraid of what you can't see. You can actually be more afraid of what you can't see. <laughs> the. the- I, I don't think this was intentional on the screenplay's part, because it, it certainly wasn't smart enough to think like this, but there is a certain kind of humorous irony there in that it, a vampire is most dangerous when you can't see it. <laughs> now, again, I'm not saying they were actively consciously thinking about it, because that implies you know forethought and planning and talent, clearly none of which went into this, but... This really felt like a dropped plot line for yeah. something that might have been important, because... When they actually come into combat, uh, Dracula just takes control of a bunch of bats. He punches them with bats! He punches them with bats! <laughs> and he's doing this Bat weird... Punch. It's like this weird psychic thing where he's controlling this swarm of bats. And it's like he's taking a, the shape He's a of bat his... bender. Yeah. Effectively, yeah. yeah. That's a great term. I kind of got the sense that they sort of meant that they were just sort of a manifestation of the elements or something, but it didn't really make a whole load of sense at that moment. Also, they talk about bats drinking blood, and yes, there are species of bats that do that. Are any of them native no. to that part of the world? No, no, no not no. in Europe. Okay. No. South America. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it's not even like they have vampire bats there to know what the hell they would be talking about. Oh, and talking about horrible racist caricatures, because we didn't have enough Car- the Turks caricatures. Say that again. Because <laughs> I don't think you want to insult the intelligence of a movie and then say yeah. that. Horrible racist stereotypes applied to Turks. We have to have the one gypsy Roma person. Oh, oh is that what that was? Is that what yeah. the crazy dude was supposed to be? Yeah. I thought he was just psychotic. Yeah, there's this really, <laughs> if you'll pardon the horrible movie related pun, there's this batshit insane character who realizes that when Dracula's become a vampire, somehow, it's never explained, approaches him saying he wants to be a serpent, cuts his own hands, offering him blood, like, saves him at the end. It's like, where the fu- Where did you come from, and how do you know this? Plot convenience. Yeah. You read it in the script. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Charles Dance wasn't underneath that makeup, then. That was some other dude? No, that was... Charles Dance in the Cave was Charles that was, Dance. That was Charles Dance still? That yeah, was I definitely totally didn't. Charles Dance. I didn't. Uh, there is a twist at the end of this movie. Yeah, friggin' modern day shows up. Uh, and I was like, this is the worst way to end this film. <laughs> Dracula's getting his game on, his uh, pickup artistry mm-hmm. intact with Mina Harker, who is in the 21st century as opposed oh, to the 19th century. Oh, fuck, that went over my head. Wow. <laughs> Yes, that's bad. And then Charles Dance is sitting watching him Mm -hmm. and going, So the game begins! 
dance. Yeah, there's yeah. this weird part where Charles Dance Dance's character and um, Dracula have this conversation about how there's like this big cosmic game, and it doesn't really play into the plot at all. Nope. <laughs> like I, I don't get why it was there. It, it was the foreshadowing of, of, of the films to come thing. Yeah, the super Wait, power um, team. I, I oh, think gosh. that. Um, yeah, Charles Dance is going to be the big bad guy as well, so, I guess. <laughs> sorry, so let me get this straight. Movies to come as in they're putting basically a monster mash Justice League together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I described it to you. You might, <laughs> you might as well just do the Marvel Zombies movie at that point. Fine. Sorry, do you like swearing on the podcast? I do. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a content rating on iTunes, but I don't think anybody who listens to this really does nah. enough of iTunes. <laughs> I, just, I just edit myself as needed. <laughs> oh, we don't have anything else to say, do we? Costumes. Costumes are ridiculous for mm-hmm. the most part. <laughs> There's um. Who walks around also with that much silver when you're going to war? Who knows? <laughs> I, there, there is one kind of point I will make, just because it was such an obvious plot coupon. Dracula and his people retreat to a monastery, and while there, they're going through the armory, and that's that's issue number one of the scene. <laughs> yeah, is that I don't know that a monastery would have this well stocked an armory if they had an armory at all. But there's one part. His son asks, "What's behind that door?" And Dracula replies, "Something I never. I hope I would never have to use again." So you know he's going to use whatever behind this door. Yep. And here I'm thinking it's like a horrible, inhuman weapon that even a guy who stabs people on stakes and impales them thinks is evil. But no, it's just a suit of armor. Kind of Chinese-looking armor. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's, not, it's got the dragon motif, but it looks it does look like a Chinese. Like, I don't think that's inconceivable <laughs> for Transylvania just because of trade routes. But yeah, it, it's still very out of place. Somewhat out of place. It's, I think it's just it's vaguely Eastern because he wore it when he was fighting for the Turks. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, there's there's a bit where he turns a bunch of other people into vampires after vampiring it up. They get hilarious. And that part's really funny. And then he <laughs> kills them all ten minutes later because they want to start killing normal people, and he apparently is opposed to this all of a sudden mm-hmm. after having rampaged through thousands of normal people. And, you know, then they can't control themselves, even though he's been controlling himself. Like, it's supposed to be that he can't drink blood for three days and he'll turn back to normal. It's supposed to be this. The desire for blood will overwhelm him, so it's impossible that he'll be able to accomplish this, which is why, why Charles Dance makes the deal in the first place, yeah. basically. And, and sometimes it comes into play. Mm-hmm. Not very often. No. Nope. He was hugging his wife at various points after initially being like, oh my goodness, I want to drink her blood. It, it basically becomes an issue when the scene lacks tension. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit. It's a great example of how not to write a movie. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the CG in this was bad. Yeah, well, I didn't have too many issues. With it the wasn't CGI. terrible. That's it's, really all. A was... lot of it has to do with how this movie was edited, as opposed to the yeah. actual quality. Of how the did CG they get down from the tower so quickly? I thought that, and then you said that to me, and I was like, I know. The fight scenes <laughs> the, the, are the t- impossible to follow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we'll just hyper-edit this instead of choreographing anything. It's hyper... I mean, the fight scenes are incredibly fast, very confusing. There's one part where this incredibly fast, confusing thing is being watched in the reflection of a sword, and the sword's a little burnished, so it's kind of a fuzzy reflection anyway. So you basically can't see anything Yeah, It was trying to be arty, and that didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So 
just, just, just to explain the tower scene, because we've referenced that a couple times, Dracula's son gets kidnapped by some Turks. And a scene later, which in movie time is about 30 seconds later, they go from being the top of this tower on top of a cliff to the bottom of the cliff. Dracula gets there by jumping. We're not sure how his son and the soldiers got down there that fast. They ran really fast. Faster than terminal velocity falling. <laughs> and what was up with all the fake-out death scenes of the head janissary? Yeah. <laughs> it's like he wasn't being built up as a very big bad guy despite his weird weaponry. The scene he's introduced in, he seems like he's being built up as a big bad guy, and you don't see him again until the scene where he dies. Mm-hmm. It's like, so for the guy who's supposed to be like the actual threatening final fight, he doesn't really do a whole hell of a lot. Well, he does show up to fake out death several times. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, he got knocked off a cliff. He must be dead. No, he's not dead. Oh, something else happened to him. He must be dead. No, he's not dead. At the end, Dracula doesn't even kill him. Yeah. <laughs> the other dude does. Yeah, just a person who's been turned Some into a vampire. Woman, yeah. Well, Dracula stabs him, and then one of the recently turned vampires kills him by biting him. Also, also, who has their, like, stronghold as being, like, the only thing between you and your enemy? Because apparently the Turks didn't ravage any countryside. They just kind of went to that castle. Also, the Turkish army is super fast. (laughs) I know! (laughs) Especially while blindfolded. Because this is supposed to take place over three days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, that marching army, we forgot to mention the whole... Trying to march while blindfolded is also being a part of it. If I had directed this and I had included that scene and I was just like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, it would have had them tripping over themselves as the trend. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made this movie amazing. <sighs> fangs? Were the CGI fangs okay? I didn't actually mind the CGI fangs. There were. Mm-hmm. There was actually one scene near the beginning that was quite that I thought was actually really good and gave me momentary hope that this was not only not going to suck but was going to be entertaining. When Dracula first encounters the actor you really like, Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Yeah. When he encounters Charles Dance's character, they're in a cave. Dracula's there with some men. His men get killed. He gets chased out of the cave by this ancient vampire thing that, for various plot reasons, can't leave the cave. Dracula stumbles out into the sunlight, and all you see is complete blackness and, like, this vague outline of a few features on the vampire's face, and it looks really cool and creepy and badass. Mm -hmm. And I think that had the potential. Like, that promised something really good that Mm -hmm. the rest of the movie did not deliver on. Yeah. Also, I guess, I guess Vlad was there, then he went to that monastery, and then he went home. In an evening. Yeah. Which took like a day of marching <laughs> later on for those people fleeing from the castle to this. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of like peripheral characters who get introduced who seem like they're important and loyal friends and people he really much, very much cares about, and they all die like right away. It's like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to like. You're the loyal friend. You're supposed to die fighting the big bad guy to motivate the main character to kick said bad and guy's ass. And they play up those death scenes as if we actually know who the characters dying are. Was that, was that the guy that did the thing? Or the other guy standing next to him? Also, this movie's greatest offense, bad child actor. <laughs> Not the worst child actor. I think his oh, lines were shitty. God, he was awful, though. Yes, yeah. shitty lines. You can blame the script for a large portion. How old was he? Fourteen. Like, I don't know, but you can blame the script for a large portion of it. But even bad lines delivered with some life are at least believable. Like this kid was just so wooden and so cheesy and so fake. And... Though it's difficult to find good char- child actors, and when you have a director who's 
Cleavy doesn't care, like in the case of this movie. Well, here's the thing. You're going to get a performance like this no matter who you choose. If you directed this movie, would you give a shit about how it turned out? No. Uh, yeah. I would have rewritten the script. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if they went into production with a finished script. Hmm, good question. <laughs> I'm wondering if they went into production with a script, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, it re- like... There's a sultan in this movie. Judging, uh, <laughs> judging by the dialogue, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a first draft story. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're just getting ideas out, everything's god-awful, and you know it sucks, but you know you've at least gotten the ideas in a place where you can kind of clean them up and play with them. This was, like, several drafts away from being a done script. I think if it had been finished, it would have been good, but... There's actually a funny story behind another vampire movie about that. Blood Rain! <laughs> where... Oh they got a script writer, and she wrote a first draft really quickly and turned it in, thinking that they'd bring it back with edits, and she'd polish it up and stuff. And then didn't hear back from them after that. And then watched the movie and went, they used my rough draft. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, and to be fair. This was better than Blood Raid, yes. That's, that's, yeah, Blood Rain's a UA Bole movie, though, so that's not saying... Yeah, and he intentionally makes movies that suck. Uh, I don't know if it's intentional, but he certainly makes movies that suck. <laughs> all I know, okay, fine. all I know is that he likes to challenge his critics to boxing matches. So if we get a phone call the next little while, I would laugh. Yeah. I don't know that I would accept because he just sounds crazy enough to kick my ass, but it would be funny. Also, Transylvanians apparently really quickly decide to burn their dearly beloved leader. Like, they're like, ah, it's a monster! Yeah. I think they were trying to convey the whole medieval people are superstitious and backwards, which, Mm. that's problematic when it's in intelligently written movies. Also, rumor moved really fast. Like, I know rumor moved fast, (laughs) but rumor was, like, telepathic. Yeah, there were about, like, what, three people in that tent? Yeah. And then there's a whole mob outside yeah. wanting to kill Vlad. But also just And then they totally like just give up on it after he gets out of the tent unharmed. And he's like, you guys! And they're like, ugh. Also, there are spider jump scares in this movie. I don't know why there's a tarantula in a cave in Transylvania. Yeah, they're South American, aren't they? Yeah. It's like vampire bats. I was I was initially impressed with the whip scorpion. I'm like, huh, those do live in caves in random places. Mm. You know, I was gonna say you can tell this is a Hollywood production because it's like just it's like oh well, Transylvania they have vampire bats there. Right? I don't know, it's not here, so sure they do because anywhere that's not America is dark and scary and backwards. <laughs> like um, it, it, it's it's very much the kind of movie where you. Feel your brain cells dying, and not pleasantly. Like, like they're committing ritual suicide, like samurai, in that they're disemboweling themselves. Cells don't have bowels. Uh, the metaphor got stretched and snapped. <laughs> like this movie. Can't reiterate how bad this was. I'm actually in pain from watching this. So it wasn't boring. <laughs> No, that is what finished this movie. I didn't fall asleep, even though I was yawning at several points at the beginning. Yes, you're right. I cannot accuse this of being boring. I'll admit that. Um, The giggling. Yes, yes. We giggled a lot. I had a thought of something. What are we talking about? We're talking about the tent thing. 
Oh, people. but also just like with the with the thing that I was saying about river flying, like literally people are like, oh, there was a monster. Everybody knows this immediately. It's like, what? I'm not even, ta- I'm not talking about the Turks, I'm talking about his own people. How did anybody, well, I guess they saw him beat up a whole army. And where were those guys? Where were his own soldiers yeah, when he, he walked out and beat up the Turks? Yeah, the thing is that they don't notice that he single-handedly defeated the entire 1,000-man Turkish army set to besiege his castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because then, they don't realize it till later. Oh, he's a vampire. Well, what did you think he was? <laughs> I just love the bit where he's walking out of, out of the field of battle with all the dead Turks, and they come running up. I was like, what were you putting on your shoes <laughs> the entire time? One po- Actually, you know, I just thought, I do have one positive to give this movie. Dracula's coat is really badass. Mm. Like, mm. it's it's a cool jacket. I want it now. <laughs> but mm. that's about the only good thing, that the main character's coat was cool. Mm. That tells you what kind of cinematography we're I'm dealing sure you'll with. you'll be able to buy it at Hot Topic at some point. <laughs> and you now ruined the coat for me. Thanks. Yeah, I, I don't know. Dracula didn't have a spider sword, so maybe not. He always had a spider sword. The, the sound of the spider that traveled uh, attacking the fly, which sounded more like metallic things doing something. Because he has super hearing, which never comes into play ever again. Yeah, you'd think... And that... super sight that almost never comes into play ever again. Also, during the end fight scene, you just reminded me of another kind of incongruity here. That he's suddenly normal in terms of his fighting ability? Not because of that. <laughs> yeah. They, they at least accounted for that in that the guy he's fighting... But they're fighting on a bunch of silver coins. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> The movie establishes that vampires have a weakness to silver. It at least, you know, had some sense there. So At least it would establish things, because this feels like a movie that would just expect you to know. (laughs) So as a result, the villain spreads silver coins all over the room so that, you know, Dracula is weakened. Don't have a problem there. The problem I have is that the villain says, oh, I'm going to stake you now. He's wearing armor! (laughs) How are you supposed to stab someone through the heart when they're wearing a steel breastplate? Also, he just, like, pulled off a piece of chair. I'm like, you don't have, I don't know, a sword in your hand? <laughs> you don't have That's a the other thing. I mean, just because you're wielding a silver I know, weapon. I threw it aside. <laughs> just because you have to stake them doesn't mean it has to be an actual wooden stake. I'm sure any sharp object would do. Yeah. I guess when the stake was going near him, is like... Skin was pulling back or something, but it was so poorly edited that I wasn't sure what was going yeah. on. You realize what that was. You realize what that whole thing is. No. A mistake. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what does the, the future hold for this movie? What will its legacy be? Or did you have another point? It's going to remain untold. It says so in the title. Yeah, it's a very apt title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this isn't even, like, good, like, I don't know, if it was just a little worse, it might approach cult movie territory, but I don't even think it's worthy of that. It's not cheesy enough. No, it's not bad enough to come out the other side. Mm, no. Uh, I guess in the car we were trying to come up with other vampire franchises or things we could compare this to as something that's better, but, uh... 
I wasn't able to come up with well, it. We mentioned that the Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, Francis version. Ford Coppola's Dracula is a really is quite a good movie, that which is, is actually named Bram Stoker's Dracula, just so which we don't it confuse anybody. Have been because that was only because Universal had the rights to Dracula. Uh, Evan <laughs> Costello meets Dracula. It's quite a good movie too. Very cool. <laughs> Laughed pretty much as much as for this movie, but for different reasons. Because <laughs> Evan Costello wanted you to. Yeah. Apparently, the Bela Lugosi Dracula movie is actually quite good. Oh, <laughs> man. That's my understanding, yeah. but I don't actually mm. watch it. The only relation is Bela Lugosi, but you just reminded me of White Zombie. Mm. Another horribly racist movie, but one that's at least entertaining. Yeah. Uh, there's Dracula 2000, where Gerard Butler is Dracula. I've heard about that. <laughs> Isn't that just horrible? Yeah, plus the guy, main actor in this kind of looks like Jared Butler. Mm. Jared he also Butler, looks like Jared a poor Butler. man's Orlando Bloom, and that's not saying much. Oh, um, Interview with the Vampire? Something good, I never I saw I don't know, it. I haven't seen it. I've seen it, but I don't remember much of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nosferatu? Nosferatu, that that's Dracula. Uh, it's, that's just German Dracula. Uh, <laughs> it's, te it's technically Dracula, although it's technically not, because they couldn't get the rights to Dracula, so they just yeah, plagiarized there it. there are changes the in that Nosferatu's super ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um, Count Orlock. And yeah. It's a silent film as well, although I still want to see it. I, I did see it. I have seen one piece of that where he's like, I cannot restrain myself. <laughs> <laughs> Your wrist, I will Eat it. <laughs> uh, there is the Simpsons Halloween episode where Mr. Burns is Dracula. That scared the crap out of me as a kid. That episode, when I was like eight, that episode legitimately scared me. Huh. I was scared of the clown when I was a Simpson when I was a kid. Uh, fun fact: apparently, like no children like clowns. I was watching something earlier today that talked about this, and an overwhelming majority of children find clowns frightening. Yeah, because they're not really... Because a lot of people saw It when they were little. <laughs> they're just in general. Like, yeah, because they're excluded. like people who... Probably because they're strangers and they're acting weird. I know. Clowns never frightened me as a kid, but... Yeah. And neither did vampires. Nope. Oh, hey, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I haven't actually watched the show, so I... It's enjoyable. ...comment on it. For worse stuff, I guess Vampire Hunter D... <laughs> Oh, God. Yes, I realize we're about to piss off every anime fan who might listen. I'm sorry to the two of you. That movie sucks. Is it as whacked out as Helsing? And this watching... is going to make a lot more people angry saying that, but I think Helsing's really bad. Arugard or Dracula? Dracula! I find it funny how an anime show is using the racist Japanese accent. Uh, well, I mean, that's just what it sounds like in yeah. Japanese. It's, I mean, and it's really strange because when you watch the English subtitles, it still says Arukard instead of Alucard. Hmm. But the dub doesn't say that. It says Alucard. It's, also, nothing happens in those episodes other than, oh, he's put up against a challenge. And then he beats him up by going, uh, reminded and me Nazis with Zeppelins. You just reminded me of probably one of the single freakiest vampire things I've ever actually seen. They, um... There's an, yet another attempt at a Batman cartoon, I don't know, six or seven years ago now. And they did a movie, a made-for-TV movie version of it, which was Batman versus Dracula. And in the end, Batman kicks Dracula's ass, but, you know, not before Dracula stirs up a whole bunch of trouble. Create the night. I am the night. Part of said trouble, though, <laughs> part of said trouble 
involves biting the Joker and turning the Joker into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking scary. <laughs> that would be a problem for many people. Yeah. Uh, in terms of good vampire fiction, I'm thinking to a book by Tim Powers called The Stress of Her Regard, mm. where they're not quite vampires. It takes place in the 19th century. It involves all the romantic poets. And it turns out that their muses are Lamia mm-hmm. slash Nephilim slash vampires. <laughs> it ties together all kinds of creature folklore into this really compelling secret history behind the great poems of the Romantic period. Which is, it is great. <laughs> which is kind of appropriate, actually, because um, Col- one of Coleridge's big poems... Christabel. It, Christabel, which is not officially named as a vampire piece, but it's kind of obvious it is, and it's amazing, and you should read it. At least the first part. The second part's not as good. The and he never part, finished it. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Coleridge only finished, like, one poem ever. Even Lord Byron wrote a vampire thing, didn't he? I think he did. He didn't finish it either. Or um, he wrote, like, a poem, and then Polidori wrote a book. No, um, what happened is there was a meeting... Well, not a meeting. Um, a group of them... A group of them. I forget who specifically was there. Mary Shelley? Yeah, Mary Shelley, her husband Percy Bysshe Shelley, Laura Byron, and a bunch of other friends were spending some time at Lake Geneva. They decided to have a contest to see who could write the best scary story. The only one to actually finish it was Mary Shelley, which is where we get Frankenstein from, but Byron started a vampire novel there. Mm. Now, I don't know if it's ever been published or if it's in print or if mm. you can find it, but it would be public yeah. domain. So Somebody else in that circle wrote a vampire novel. I think it's just called The Vampire or mm. something. It might like have been that. Percy Bysshe Shelley. No, because he, it was no, one he, of the really mediocre... He started his career by writing gothic novels, though, yeah. so maybe he did some vampire stuff. Yeah, there was another person who was really mediocre but he wrote this book and then said it was they published it as if it were written by Lord Byron. Which is funny actually, because Byron's an import, considered important because he was successful, not because he was considered good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've had I've had English professors flat out tell me that one that yeah, Byron's important, but he's not good. Mm-hmm. Or he's not as good. He's not anyway, if you want to read about John Keats fighting Lamia, <laughs> <laughs> the, the stress of her regard is amazing. What is a Lamia exactly? That's in Christabel, even. Geraldine's Lamia. They have that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have Maybe like a clean. snake lower half and they feed on people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, a an evolved succubus. Yeah. <laughs> or devolves. Also, there's Nephilim and there's silicon-based life forms. <laughs> I really want to read this. It's so good. great. Oh. So, even though you don't learn any about a good movie, you learn about a good book listening to this podcast. See? Yeah. Your time isn't totally wasted. I mean, otherwise, I liked I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. Mm. Not any of the movies, though. Mm. Not even the Vincent Price one. Really? So they screwed up the ending on the Vincent oh. Price one. Okay, see, I've had the one with Charlton I, Hester just ridiculous. I should clarify, I haven't seen the Vincent Price one, I just love Vincent Price, so I assumed it would be good. Yeah, don't watch the Omega Man. <laughs> oh, is that the one with, like, the atomic bomb and, like, there's the flesh-eating monsters? Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> and I watched the Will Smith I Am Legend 2. Did anyone like that, though? Mm. Uh... Worse than this film, or... No, it was competently made. Mm. 
It's what just, about... again, they really screwed up the ending. <laughs> All right, so I, I think we're pretty much off topic enough to imply that we're done, but just kind of as a closing thing, I would like to know, is this the worst movie anyone's ever seen, or can you guys recall something worse? Oh, that's Sarah Yeah, Pauli. totally. Yeah. Oh, that's well, Sarah you say the movie. Sarah Pauli movie. I watched the first ten minutes of Iron Sky, and I couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. That is the worst movie I have ever seen. Mm. <laughs> I, I know I've seen worse, I just... Yeah, Edwin Boyd is really boring. Oh yeah, Edwin Boyd is really boring. I mean, yeah. I think to, to give an example of how bad this was, I've seen Battleship. I would put <laughs> <that here. laughs> that's a pretty bad movie. Yeah, Battleship would be. To, to give an idea of how bad this was, though, I would put it on par with the Third Matrix movie. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that has good fight scenes at least. Okay, so we agree that the third Matrix movie was more watchable than this. Yes. I haven't seen it, and I don't plan to. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, movies worse than this one? I already said Iron Skies. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't physically I think like, watch for more than ten minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're in like Birdemic territory here. Well, Birdemic does look bad, but I've not actually seen that. No. <laughs> so. I've seen bits of Birdemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the lol value on that, mm-hmm. I actually, oh man, what is happening to me? <laughs> the lol value. The lol value. Wow. I'm on a freaking Tumblr or something. What the hell? <laughs> you are, in fact, a 13-year-old. <laughs> right. I think we've officially passed the point where we can end this gracefully. So. <laughs> this movie goes splat like a bunch of bats into a bunch of turks. Uh, Nothing we say is going to dissuade you from watching this if you wanted to, so... <laughs> Life is full of experiences. This will definitely be one of them. Ooh, it's an experience. Oh, I had a great time. <laughs> Marie was the one who had the most fun. I, well, I listened to Corey us. cringe and you laugh. It was a good time. <laughs> you didn't hear me swear this shit. I heard you go, what? (laughs) 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 Oh, man, I do not envy you the job of editing this one into a coherent podcast. I'm not editing this. (laughs) I told you I'm not giving this an episode number. Everyone who's listening, this is not an official One Last Sketch podcast. None of the other episodes on my feed are going to be like this. So if you thought this was rambling and didn't make much sense... That was kind of the point. The other podcasts make... At least we have a theme and a topic and we try it. You do realize that probably more people will listen to this one. And they probably won't get all the way through. Ah! <laughs> Foiled again! I ruined your website! I, 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 I just hope that we didn't create the Eye of Argon of podcasts. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm sure that's worse. So now, if the Eye of Argon was made into a film, would it be worse or better than this? I think it would be better. better. That, mm. My understanding is, as, badly, as bad as that is, it at least has a coherent plot. Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it has a plot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. this is us. Have Bye. A good, Bye. Have a good night. Alcohol may have been involved in this podcast. <laughs>